This podcast contains a few instances of adult language. Viewer discretion is advised. This week on Florida's Fourth Estate. Get on! Get on! An accused steak-stealing Floridian runs out of a grocery store without pants and gets tased in a different kind of meat. Oh, happy Valentine's Day. Here's your Floridian of the week. You're not going to be using that for a while, buddy. A couple of kayakers brush up against a Florida dinosaur, then they get lost in the woods. We were kayaking and a gator almost flipped us over. The tail went on our kayak. And this week's guest, sports director Jamie Say. She tells us what it's like in the infield during a devastating crash at the Daytona 500. Newman takes the lead on that final lap, and it's like, wow, you know, he's, he's a football field away, and then all of a sudden you just see his car skidding across that start-finish line on its roof, sparks flying. Hi there and welcome to Florida's fourth estate. It is the Florida centric podcast that details all the crazy stuff going on in this crazy state of ours that we love so much. Ginger is still working on her bionic hip. She's walking around like a baby giraffe, but she is happy. She's doing great. And in this week, we get our sports director at News 6, Jamie Say. Good to see you, Jamie. It is so nice to join you, Matt. Uh, My best to Ginger as she continues to recover. We certainly miss her, but uh, I am honored to fill in her seat today. Yeah, we're so glad to have you. Uh, You have had a long week, uh, the weekend. This, uh, we're taping this, the weekend after the Daytona 500, that crazy Ryan Newman crash that took everybody's breath away. We're going to talk about that. You were on the infield for that. Mm -hmm. We also may discuss the Aaron Gordon robbery situation that happened The second time, too. He's been robbed twice. I want to know why that's happening, and I'm sure you're going to tell me uh, coming up in just a little bit. First, though, we have to cover some of the craziness going on. We had an investigation uh, that aired this week that just blew my mind. So people are apparently sneaking into Disney and Universal and water parks after hours, filming it on YouTube and then posting it and getting thousands of hits. How is that possible that they're able to get on the ground? That's what I was wondering. So as you watch these videos, they'll find like a random fence near a road and they'll mm-hmm. hop on the top of their car, climb the fence and get in. This is some video you're seeing of them at a water park after hours. I think this is Volcano Bay. They actually go up no. and try to go down the slides. This is the guy whose YouTube channel it is and he says he's been banned from Disney. He says he makes money off of these videos he won't tell our investigator mike deforest who did a great job on this story exactly how much but he is monetizing it until mike deforest called patreon which is how he's getting his uh, money from these and youtube and said hey are you okay with this guy doing illegal things and they were like yeah his account's suspended now that is (laughs) tremendous that's getting results um that that's amazing why would you i mean i understand why you would post it on youtube just to make money off of it but i mean dude you're gonna get caught absolutely like you're putting the video evidence yeah. on YouTube. You can go to jail for yeah. what you're doing because I don't think Disney and Universal finds that funny at all. They don't They don't like that, especially he's climbing up roller coasters. You know, have you ever been on the Yeti roller coaster at uh, Disney's Animal Kingdom? Yes, I have. So... It, it's called something else. I always call it the Yeti. It's, it's like the Himalayan. Yeah, whatever. Expedition yeah, yeah, yeah. Everest or yes. something. He climbed up to the top where the Yeti is and got like face to face with that Yeti, which is at the top of the roller coaster. Oh my gosh. So he's doing some pretty dangerous stuff. He's yeah. also uh, been caught breaking into a power plant. 
Oh, my gosh. That's a good way to get I, shot. I just don't understand these YouTubers. I mean, maybe it's my generation, but it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? It's dangerous. It's dumb. Yeah. It could land you in jail uh, or in the hospital or both. It's true. Um, and, you know, I, I had that same I had this realization once I was like, look, all these people are making all this money on YouTube. I do television for a living. I'm going to start a YouTube channel and I'm going to sure I'll make a bunch of money. So then I started to do research on these people who are making like crazy amounts yeah. of money. And I was like. I don't get it. I don't understand why people watch this. I don't understand. I am it not either. equipped to do this. No, I mean I, I'll go on YouTube for like former MTV music videos because that's <laughs> my generation. But it's like my nieces who are teenagers, you know, they know all the YouTube stars. I'm like, who are yeah. these people? I don't know. But but Matt, how do they get on Disney and Universal property? It's, it's, that's this crazy. guy is very sneaky yeah. and creative, and he does he claims that he has helped make these areas more secure. That's kind of how okay, he whatever, it, but whatever. He, how you old is this doing. guy? I think he's 26 or something 26. like that. I don't know. You know, he's just a kid. <laughs> we all have done dumb stuff. but Yeah, but that's... 26, you're still, you're going on 30 at that point. Yeah. Okay? It's, it's time to get responsible here. You're getting up okay? there. You're, you're definitely uh, old enough to make some better decisions than that. Yeah. Um, okay, let's move on to our next story. Everybody likes to do a little kayaking mm -hmm. in Florida. We know it can get a little crazy. Well, uh, these two folks, these two ladies were out there. They were kayaking. And uh, it's getting closer to nighttime and a gator swims by and kind of hits them. They, they claim this gator's tail like rocked their kayak so much that it freaked them out. Oh, yeah. So they decide we're getting out of the water. Uh, you know, they were in a whole crew of people, but got kind of separated. So they're getting out of the water. We're going to walk the rest of the way. So they get out of the water. And they get lost they in the woods oh, at gosh. night. That's just the worst. That is the worst. A, I mean, you know, I've been kayaking a ton of times in Wakiva Springs. It's so much fun. Beautiful. But, uh, but it's still every time I pass a gator, it freaks me out a little bit. But for one to brush up against you, but then the woods. One time, do you want to you wanna hear my me. story? I do. I want to hear, hear your my story. story? Yeah. Okay, this is me getting lost in the woods. I'm from upstate New York. The Adirondack Mountain Range is in upstate New York. Mm -hmm. A friend of mine and I go hiking up this like it's like a mile and a half trail maybe up to the top of this mountain um, in Lake George New York in early April so there's still some snow on the ground the sun is still going down at uh, at an early time so we set out at three o'clock it's gonna take us 90 minutes to get up to the top maybe an hour coming back we make it up to the top we're goofing around the whole yeah. time and there is still snow on the path so we come down to the sign that says um, parking area this way, such and such this way. So I'm like, okay, we go this way to the parking area, and it's it's like a half a mile away. Mm -hmm. But my friend's like, and it's a guy, he's like, no, I think we came up this way. I think we need to go this way. Oh, no. So I am an idiot because I trusted him yeah. over my instincts. So we go the other way, and we're walking, 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 clearly going more than a half mile. And I'm like, dude. I think we're lost, and sure enough, we were. We get to this point where we can see the lake and nothing else because it was, the sun went down, you know, by 6.30, 7 o'clock, and we're like, oh my God, what do we do? I had like, this was the days really before an iPhone, mm -hmm. so I had like a satellite Q phone. It had like just enough juice for me to call 911. I had to call 911, otherwise we were staying up on that mountain overnight because we couldn't see any trail markers and then the trees were barren so there was no yeah. so anyway so um <clears throat> we, we kind of try to make our way back but we're off a trail 
Finally, we hear whistles and see flashlights and we see our rescue team, but we have to go down this cavern and then up and I'm all bruised up because I've been falling and slipping on ice. And then they finally lead us out, um, two sheriff's deputies and a park ranger. The poor sheriff's deputies didn't have the right footwear because there's still snow on the ground. So we get out there and, um, and I was working at a TV station in Albany, New York. We get out there, the forest ranger has to take our information. I give him my name and he looks up at me. He's like, hey, you're on TV, oh, aren't you? No. Like, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that was very frightening. So I feel for those people. Yeah. But they were able to make it out. Good. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, did the helicopter, they didn't have to bring the helicopter. No in, helicopter. Did. All right. Well, let's listen here as the helicopter finds them. We're walking because we were kayaking and a gator almost flipped us over. Oh, my goodness. The tail went on our kayak. <laughs> we flipped out. The tail went on their kayak, and then you oh could gosh. see the video as that helicopter pulls in. You could see them highlighted there. At least they stayed by the water, which is always smart. But one thing yeah. about your story that's funny to me, out of uh, many years of marriage, I've learned if there's ever a discussion of which way should we turn, always go with the wife 100% of the time because yeah. she's always right. Yeah, you know, it's a good point. I should have had more faith in myself. I'm so happy that they were uh, yeah. they were able to be rescued, and uh, that's that's amazing. I'd be freaked out, though, if an alligator Brushed. came calling. Yeah. Yes. I agree with you. How would you feel? You like adventures, obviously, because you like walking and hiking at night yeah. in the Adirondacks. <laughs> uh, how would you feel about being sent into space as a tourist? If somebody had done it before me, if I was not among the first crew, yeah. I think I'd be all for it. And if I could afford it. You're not a trendsetter. No. That's what I'm getting out of you. No. Well, if you've ever dreamed of blasting off into space, your chance could soon be coming. And Space Adventures announced they're partnering with SpaceX to launch private citizens on their Crew Dragon. All right. So normally they would send them up to the ISS. Uh, but this, this is going to send up past like about twice as far as the ISS, 500 miles into space these tourists will get to go falcon 9 rocket just like the astronauts get how long you think what would be your max of how long you'd want to be in space oh man not long i'd want i was thinking like a three hours would yeah. be great for me yeah I, I i think even that is enough i think i think <laughs> one hour is good I'm yeah done. let me float around float around it's like you know it's like a parasail it's like after a while i'm good yeah exactly yeah. Uh, eventually the danger is going to start to yeah. set in and i'm going to realize <laughs> i should not be here yeah, i'm not earth, equipped earth is a long ways away yeah it is 500 miles in yeah. fact well five days these tourists are going to spend up there like that's a long cruise. Like, and yeah, and you can't move really. I mean, what? Like, how much space do you have? And you're maybe with the a same closet. People. You're yeah. in a little capsule. You're in a little capsule with a whole bunch of people. Now, nope. Is there a bathroom in that capsule? Oh, I'm God, wondering. I hope so. What are you and how do does that, that happen? How do I don't you do know. That? Anyway. But you're anyway. We're they're not looking for us anyway. They're they're not. They're, you gotta have yeah, some serious <laughs> jack to get it. But they have not set a price yet. Whatever it is, is gonna be too much. Do you think they take meteor rides? You know, Ooh, little press pass. Action? Yeah, little press pass. Once in a while, <laughs> Matt, I'll, I'll nominate you. <laughs> you were Von Anken, because like I could see Von Anken doing something like that. Oh yeah, Von. A but they're not going to cram us into a capsule. Both of no. us are six two or above, <laughs> and I need to figure out that bathroom situation oh, yeah. real quick. <laughs> oh, and I'd get hangry too hey. if they don't have food up there. Forget it. Hey, we have we have a rule: no number twos in the green room, <laughs> no number twos in the capsule. All right, oh, for five God. days. Yeah, Holy no cow! All right, let's move along now that I'm ruining the story. Let's hit it, Derek. We know what time it is. And now, your Floridian of the Week. Get out of the f***ing Get out! Ah! Ah! Okay.
Okay, I don't know if that sounded worse than a normal taser to you, but let me assure you, it is. Okay, oh. so I gotta, I gotta start from the beginning here. Okay. Guy on Valentine's Day decides he's gonna make a romantic gesture and he's gonna steal some steaks from a Safeway. This is in Deland. We got this from the Deland Police Department. Stakes the stakes and he sticks them in his pants, right? They find out, oh, this guy's got stakes in his pants. We just watched this. So he starts fighting with, you know, one of the people in the store. To get away, he tears his clothes off. So now he not only does he not have the stakes, he doesn't have any pants on. Okay? And he's running out of the store. What you just heard there was him getting tased. And I want to ask you, where do you think is the worst place for that taser I have an idea, barb but to land? I, I have an idea, but I don't know if I'm allowed to say it on this podcast. This is a podcast, my lady. We are not on the news. He got tased in the wiener. Oh, <laughs> and we're not talking Oscar <laughs> Mayer either. He wasn't stealing hot dogs. Oh, no. Uh, yeah. Oh, happy Valentine's Day. Here's your Floridian <laughs> of the week. You're not going to be using that for a while, buddy. Oh, no. There's Stephen Short. <laughs> no romance for you tonight <laughs> or for the rest of your life. Those stakes were not oh. leading where you thought they oh. were, Stephen. Oh, my gosh. Imagine, like, the nightmares he's going to have after that. Oh, well, I can Ooh. tell you his life of crime is over. He's going <laughs> to start so playing it straight <laughs> from oh now. Taze somebody in the wiener. They're never doing that again, whatever it is. Um, how bold of the cops to do it there. Like, what, That's what, what I was, Like, were they aiming for it or were they aiming for something else? I, mean, I don't know. Is that what they learned in target practice? They're in the police academy. All right, aim just a little bit lower. That'll get them. You know, a lot, a lot uh, like the chest shot, but we're going. <laughs> Well, we know he can't uh, run away after no, that. No, <laughs> no, no. I've heard people get tased a lot on video from our job. <laughs> that one is definitely like more of a. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my, my gosh! Welcome to the podcasting world, Jamie said. I, came I on a love good week. the Floridian. <laughs> Oh, man. So, uh, all right. Let's get back to uh, your crazy yes. weekend now as we both wipe the tears from our <laughs> eyes. Oh, man. Thank you, Stephen Short, for dealing <laughs> that story to us. So you were at the Daytona 500. You've covered it many times. You're in the infield. Yeah. It is, the, I think it's the last lap it was. of it, the race. Yeah, it went to overtime. Mm -hmm. um, you know, with the Daytona 500, we always expect craziness late in the race. Yeah. Um, you know, the first two-thirds of the race, even this first 75% of that race, nothing was happening. There was no big one. There's always a big one or several big ones. So we're waiting for that. And then with about 20 laps to go is when all the action happens. You know, people get aggressive and stuff. The drivers get aggressive. Sure enough, there are wrecks towards the end of the race. So there's several restarts. It forces it to go to overtime. Ryan Newman has won the Daytona 500 before. He he uh, won it in 2008. He certainly was not a favorite yeah. to win this race, but it was him and Denny Hamlin kind of exchanging leads on the final couple of laps throughout overtime and there were restarts too because there were other mini racks mm -hmm. um, past the 200 laps so final lap I'm standing um, in victory lane which is at the start finish line and um, you can see like you, you can you get a look at victory lane but if you turn around you, you get a clear look at, at the start finish line and the infield and everything like that and uh, you know the 
they start the final lap. Denny Hamlin's in the lead. We think he's going to win. But then we hear this audience react because Newman takes the lead on that final lap. And it's like, wow, you know, he's he's a football field away. And then all of a sudden you just see his car skidding across that start finish line on its roof sparks flying fire Denny Hamlin wins the race and then it's just silent it was very surreal I mean the finish you know Denny Hamlin wins by a photo finish but nobody really cared because you saw Ryan Newman's car on its roof flipped over after this horrific crash on fire um you know he was nudged from behind by Ryan Blaney as he was trying to uh race to the finish Blaney says he was just going to push Ryan to victory because they both are Fords and a lot of times the manufacturers team up um and he just spun out Uh, hit the wall, went airborne, landed, gets hit a second time. And that was really the scariest part. And then his momentum took him, you know, the length of pit road. I mean, it was so scary. But then what was really surreal was just the reaction from the crowd. Just it went hushed. And Mm -hmm. we didn't have any update for two hours at the track. Had no idea how he was doing. We knew he was taken to Halifax. We did not know his condition at all. And then finally, after two hours, NASCAR released a statement from his race team saying he was in serious condition, non-life-threatening injuries. And it was just like huge relief, huge relief. And now two days later, uh, is it two days? Three days later. Today's Wednesday. Yeah, today's Wednesday. Today's Wednesday. Uh, Yeah. So, yeah. So two two days days. later. Yeah. He's walking out of the hospital with his daughters. Oh, so good Unbelievable. To see. Yeah. yeah, unbelievable. Um, earlier, you know, his team had posted a picture of him and his two daughters. He's in a hospital gown smiling with his daughters. And then um, his wife, Chrissy, posted video of him just walking out on his own of uh, from Halifax Medical mm-hmm. Center. He's a tough guy. You know, yeah. he's been racing um, in cup action for 20 years, full-time for about 19. Um, and he's just as tough as they come. Um, again, he was not one of the favorites for the Daytona 500, but he's a racer that's always made it difficult to pass. You mm-hmm. know, super competitive, and he was there at the end. And uh, I've seen a couple of bad wrecks at, at Daytona, but this one was was particularly yeah violent. when i was i usually take a dinner break between newscasts yeah. head home uh, with the family and as soon as that wreck happened i got a text you need to get back here yeah. because uh, everybody was worried that this could either be a horrific injury or maybe he lost his life right. in this it just looked so bad and um usually you know like moments after a bad wreck i remember austin Dillon got in a really bad wreck in a july race at daytona um where the only thing that was left was the cockpit and it looked just as violent as this but soon after austin was able was out of the car doing an interview on on fox you know the, yeah. the network telecast so it was like okay everything's good this we did not have any update and um I know it took them 15 minutes just to get him out of the car. They couldn't get him out right away because it was on its roof. They had to tip the car back over, and then they got him out. But they brought out the black screens Which for was privacy. Terrifying. Yeah, for privacy. But you know, th- there hasn't been a fatality in NASCAR since Dale Senior. Yeah. Um, so it speaks to how the cons- construct of these cars now 
and the safety devices that are inside of it and how strong the cockpits are now. And we were watching, obviously, when this came up, we, we looked at the highlights from Dale's seat. Not highlights, obviously. It was right. horrific. The video. Was the wrong yeah. word. We looked at the video from yeah. when that happened. When he went into the wall, that was a bad crash, but it did not look anywhere near as no. bad as what Newman was in. No, it didn't. But I was watching um, a NASCAR telecast yesterday. Um, Ricky Craven is is one of the analysts, and uh, he's he's a former race car driver, but he pointed out that there was so much energy expended, like whereas when Dale Sr. went into the wall, all that energy, boom, went right into the wall and there was nothing else. Ryan's car, some of the energy was taken out with every hit, with every piece of um, metal that would fly off of his car. So it was just like, okay, maybe, I don't know. It didn't make, it made sense. It didn't make sense to me, but it was just like, okay. Um, Sometimes, you know, the... I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know how to explain it. But um, you know, the impact when Dale Senior went into the wall. I mean, it was just just a straight on. And it just jerked his head. Jerked he did not have the Han system, no, which protects their necks. Exactly, and, and that's that's a result of Dale Senior's um, accident. Um, is the Han's device? They didn't never had it before, and um, you know they've made several improvements in the cockpit. They've um, made the restraining wa- walls with a lot more give. Um, you know, so so some of that energy can be pushed back. It's not just a, you know, say a, a baseball hitting hitting a metal bat or something yeah. like that. Um, so I mean, in the in the twenty years, I mean, you know, one, one columnist, Mike Bianchi, wrote in the Sentinel that perhaps Dale Earnhardt's death saved Ryan Newman's life. Um, I bet that's correct. You know, yeah, with, with all those with all those safety uh, upgrades, and NASCAR's not done. They took the cars. Uh, they took uh, Ryan Newman's car, and he was hit by Corey LaJoy when he came down. Mm-hmm. They took both of those cars for inspection to kind of get a better idea of okay, what what worked, what didn't work, how where was Newman's car hit, where was LaJoy, you know, the impact of his car, you know, to keep exploring these because they do not want to have one more fatality at the track. And you know, during the '90s, there there were a few and, yeah. and in the 80s there were a few and we, we haven't had one since uh dale mm-hmm. they've obviously done a, a good job making those changes yeah. some people i do hear being critical about the way the races are run and how yeah. in the last moments there everybody's just jockeying per, for position and they're worried that someone is going to get badly hurt from mm-hmm. this have you heard that as well i have especially they they talk about the super speedways and the super speedways are daytona and talladega where um you know, just usually because they're so wide. I mean, the the, the ovals are so yeah. wide. Um, usually on some of the smaller tracks, um, cars are going just as fast, but the corners come up quicker. So you have to slow down on those corners and stuff. So, so the speeds are maintained a little bit, but they're going like 200 miles an hour on these super speedways. And, you know, it gets aggressive. And all the drivers kind of admit with the Daytona 500, you know, the most important thing, the only way that you're going to be in contention is if you don't wreck. They expect wrecks in mm-hmm. this race. It's never going to be just one clean race or anything. And they just get aggressive because the stakes are so high for this race, too, because everybody wants to win the 500 because it changes your career. But with the super speedways going around those turns and those high banks and, um, 
you know, things get hairy. And also, like, you heard of three-wide racing. Um, Talladega is wider than Daytona International Speedway, but they'll still go three-wide on on Daytona, and you have to be really, really good Mm -hmm. and have a lot of trust in your fellow drivers to kind of maintain that kind of pack racing without anybody getting squirrely or anything. Yeah, it was was very eye-opening to watch it. And uh, you mentioned, uh, I think it was Blaney who ended up hitting him. Yeah. I, I saw him after saying I was trying to push him to the victory. I maybe I, I'm not a big NASCAR guy, so I don't really know the rules. I'm, I'm curious. I'm just think, thinking everybody is there to win. You said yeah. because they're on the same team. Well, that, is that believable? Is kind of my question. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. They're not on the same race team now. Um, you know, if if Ryan had a teammate behind him, um, yeah, like I, I would have. I'm I'm completely 100 percent in mm-hmm. belief of that um, because a lot of times teammates will push somebody to victory or block someone else. Yeah, off. exactly. Yeah. Um, but they they're both Ford guys, so there's Ford, Chevy, and Toyota. And sometimes for your manufacturer, you want to get somebody in the in, in that uh, in victory lane. But um, you know, when I when I watch the race highlights. Um, you know, basically the victory was coming between Ryan Newman, Denny Hamlin, and Ryan Blaney. And, um, you know, Hamlin was in third when that wreck happened. Newman was in front. Blaney was behind him. And Newman was sort of in the middle of the track. And Blaney was kind of coming down. Mm-hmm. And that's when Newman moved down you know, to to kind of block Blaney out. I, I, I'm not sure. Sh- I don't know what these guys are thinking. Sure. I, I don't know what these guys are thinking, but perhaps Ryan Newman thought Blaney's going to try and take the low and pass me. So he was, again, it's difficult to pass Ryan Newman. So he's going low and then, and then Blaney you know made contact um yeah. and spun him out but you know we don't we don't really know so i'll take i'll take ryan blaney at his word mm-hmm. you know when he said he was going to try and push him to victory and then Bla- and then newman went low but you know i think ryan newman was just trying to protect his lead yeah you know when he went low that on makes track. that makes sense yeah. to me but yeah we i like you said we can't get in these guys heads yeah. uh just to kind of to wrap things up it feels like after watching this and seeing him leave the hospital, NASCAR is a safer sport than it was just a matter of a few years ago. Absolutely, definitely. I mean, we've seen some really bad wrecks. Um, a couple of years ago, Kyle Busch broke his leg at Daytona during mm-hmm. the July race because he went into a barrier wall really hard. So NASCAR took a look at the track and and made um, improvements on it, making you know, the, the, making it a little safer. Um, you know, where you're not going to feel as much of an impact. I think that's like springier i'm not sure exactly like yeah. the engineering behind it's it. not just concrete but yeah with exactly with yeah. everything that happens they look and they examine what they can do better like with the catch fence race to protect the fans yeah, yeah remember like kyle larson got in a big wreck in the july race mm-hmm. in in daytona and equipment went into the stands um they've expanded and and bettered the catch fence so with everything they're always trying to make improvements because safety is their priority they want to put on a great show but they certainly want to keep their drivers safe and fan safe too yeah it's kind of weird the time we're in right now as we watch these old school sports that we kind of loved watching because they're dangerous yeah. you know we love seeing people just get crushed in football with a wreck in nascar but now it's kind of interesting to see our society as we're trying to keep these sports that we love so much but make them less dangerous and yeah. keep them exciting it's kind of a weird spot to be in it, it is it is and um you know it's funny because like up until this wreck i think we kind of took for granted the risk that yes. drivers are taking when they get behind the wheel of a race car and go 200 miles an hour in pack racing. Um, 
and this is just another reminder of it. But I think, you know, with with things we've seen in the last 20 years, with Dale Sr. passing away, a legend in the sport, um, Junior Seau from yeah. from CTE, you know, when we see these men and, and women uh, who we root for and, and who some, you know, for us are heroes, um, pass the way they do, are, are impacted by the dangers of the sport the way they are, I think it gives us pause and, and makes us realize that these are human beings and these people are more important than the violence and entertainment that comes with the, the sports that we love. Mm -hmm. That was a good way to put it. Yeah. That was a good way to end Thanks. this podcast, Jamie. Say, nice job. You should be on TV sometime. Maybe, maybe I will today. <laughs> I don't know. I don't You're going to be on a lot today, I would imagine. <laughs> I think so. Jamie Say, News 6 Sports Director, thank you so much. Great having you on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me on the fourth estate. It was really, really fun. Oh, you were great. What we'll to have you back on? My name's Matt Austin. Big ups to Tiffany Brown and Derek Mosier, Phil Deems, who help us get this thing on your uh, wherever you're getting it online on your podcasts. Have yourself a great day. This is Florida's fourth estate.